1: Welcome to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. I'm Mike Harrison, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. I'm talking about the anatomy of a multifamily syndication, a multifamily investment. That's what we teach here at Lifestyles Unlimited. This is part two of a show. If you missed my previous show and you are interested in multifamily investing as a passive investor or just the nuts and bolts of it, uh, maybe as a lead investor. You'll want to go back and pick up that show. Well, Mike, where can I find that show? You can find it in a couple of different spots. The easiest way uh, for me is the podcast, uh, the app, right? Um, uh, go to your smartphone, uh, find your podcast app, subscribe. It's very easy. Subscribe to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. You, you hit the search bar, type that in, it'll pop up. You subscribe, it loads automatically. You'll see my show on that uh, typically every Monday Monday. Uh, if you want to go by date, you'll find that. So that part one show is last week, and what are we talking about here? We're really talking about the nuts and bolts of what's involved in purchasing an apartment community. I get asked for information uh, via email. Our listeners email us ask Mike at l-u-i-n-c uh, is my email address, um, but our listeners are always saying, well, you buy apartment communities. Uh, what's involved in that? And like, holy cow! Uh, I let me uh, write a book real quick. Well, there's just there's a ton. Um, there's a big education component. I mean, we're buying an underperforming business, right? Uh, we use a private placement memorandum and we put that together. It's a, a legal entity uh, uh, signed off essentially with by the SEC. There's rules to do it. The Securities and Exchange Commission, and there's there's a ton that goes into it. So. Uh, I'm trying to get some of that information out there for you. But what I talked about uh, last week, I'll use the term, and this week, i'll I'll use the term uh, lead investor. That's really a lifestyles unlimited term, but but who's who's that? Well, he's the syndicator, right? Um, he is the general partner. Uh, he's the one that puts the the deal together. Well, Mike, what's the deal? Well, I'll use the term deal. It's the business. It's the asset. It's the multi-family apartment community. It is the syndication itself. Now, uh, there's a, a bunch I didn't get to last week and that's why this part two show uh, Is is here today uh, I'll always want you to remember also one of my favorite quotes from Will Rogers. It's not the return on my investment that I'm concerned about It's the return of my investment so not only do we need to invest in these properties we need to get some profit out of it but we also need to get our investment back now what is the the structure what is the setup how how is it all come together let me get to that Uh, i told you we're buying an underperforming business businesses are valued on net operating income if we can improve the value of the net operating income we improve the value of the business and in doing so we can then choose to either take a loan out on the new value of that business or we can choose to sell that business to the next person Uh, they are valued by something called a cap rate okay and a cap rate essentially is the return that someone is expected to receive from that business if they had paid all cash for that business okay it's the expected return it's how much they would make Take, for example, let's take an apartment community, uh, and it's purchased for a million dollars, and the net operating income is $100,000, okay? So the per- they're making a 10% return on their property. That's a 10 cap, okay? Let's take that same apartment community, and uh, remember, we have 28 different ways that we teach here at Lifestyles Unlimited, how to improve that business, how to improve the net operating income. Imagine being part of a group of people that has identified 28 distinctive ways to improve the value of that business. So if we can improve the value of that business, and it's a 10 cap, to and it's making $100,000 annually, if we can improve that to just $110,000, right? A 10% move in the bottom line, right? We spent a year, we worked really hard and we made an extra 10,000 dollars this year. Well, at a 10 cap, that same million dollar apartment community is now worth 1.1 million. Okay? I'm not talking about appreciation, I'm not talking about if if there's a, a balance with the bank paying that down, that's all that's additional ways, okay? That I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about the value of the apartment community. Now, let's say that apartment community is in a great location. And it's it's beaten down, right? It's had deferred maintenance and you come in and you f- put the new roof on, you fix the siding, uh, you fix the broken boards, uh, you replace the windows, you fix the parking lot, you trim the landscaping, uh, you put in lighting uh, and really brighten the place, you improve the um, uh, just every characteristic about it inside the, the property, put in new appliances, you put in new flooring, and you can literally see and feel and touch and know that that property is better than it was before, and it's managed well. So now, let's say that same apartment community, it's making $110,000 a year, right? You worked on everything. You got to one hundred and ten thousand, but now because the property has essentially been repositioned somewhat, it's not a ten cap anymore. It's a nine cap, right? Someone would pay more for this property. The list, the the risk is less. They'd be willing to make a nine percent return if they paid all cash. Well, you you have to divide nine into a hundred, and I know math on the radio is hard. That goes in just a little more than eleven times. Okay, remember we're making one hundred and ten thousand on an annual basis. That same million-dollar apartment community, 110000 times 11 is $1.2 million, right? So you see how if we can fix these properties and make them better, uh, we grew the value of that apartment community. There is quite a bit of cost in creating a business entity, a legal business entity, Uh, that has the ability to bring partners within, okay? it's uh, An SEC attorney creates it, okay, for the lead investor, and then the lead investor takes that packet and shares it with potential passive investors and said, hey, here's what I'm looking to do. Now, the part that's created by the SEC attorney, it's not cheap, okay? Attorneys in, in general are not cheap. They may spend... Um, fifteen to $20,000 up front to set up this ownership, uh, limited liability corporation that can take on these partners. So because a lead investor is spending that kind of money uh, out of pocket up front, um, that person's generally looking, it, it doesn't necessarily make sense to buy a really small property, let's say, where they're raising less than a million dollars, okay? Okay. Um, just because of the returns, you know, even if that property made, a, a 50% return, that's uh, 500,000, uh, over two years that they're doling out to everybody. The lead gets their portion, uh, their first time, uh, which is typically 5%, uh, second one, 10% and third one could be up to 20%. Uh, so if it's their first time and they're having to spend 20 grand out of pocket, um, it's it's going to be bigger than a million dollars. It just makes, when you, when you put everything together and you put the numbers together, uh, you do your evaluation. Uh, so it might be a $2 million lead. It starts to make sense uh, right around in there. Now, don't hold what I said to go, well, Mike, here's a lead and they're only raising a million dollars. Um, that's great. It, it's probably a, a very good opportunity. I'm just saying typically, okay? Um, so we talked about doors where it makes sense um, if it's going to be, you know, if it's a million dollar property and it's 10 doors or a $20, uh, and, and those doors are valued at 100000 each. Not all apartments are, are valued that way. You, you, there's, I saw one the other day, uh, it was $54,000 a door um, when you did the math. Imagine that. Uh, it was fairly large property. I believe it had um, over 200 units. But, you know, just thinking out loud, and I saw it at, gl- at a glance and, and was looking at it, I'm thinking man, there's, there's no way they can build an apartment today for 50000 I think apartments new construction, at least $250,000 to build it. So that was a heck of an opportunity that came across. Um, but let's talk about some deals that I'm invested in. I, I'm an investor in a $2 million property out in West Texas. I love that property. I'm also invested in a property that's valued at over $50 million dollars. So they're all different. They they have to make sense um, for you, right? Um, there's been uh, syndications that have been put together where uh, four, five, six, 700 doors, I don't necessarily recommend that. In fact, uh, there is a very uh, smart, prominent lead investor, and I believe it was about 10 years ago, uh, he purchased an 800-door property. Um, That's a that's a small city. I I think the sweet spot for us, we're buying class B and class C workforce housing, essentially Uh, the sweet spot for us or or what we try to stick to at Lifestyles Unlimited. Again, this is by no means a cookie cutter. It's up to the lead, what they want to do and what their expertise is. Uh, But the sweet spot for us is I would say anything from 10, 10 doors Uh, up to maybe just a little more than 200, 240, somewhere in there. We don't want these giant properties. And you may be thinking, well, Mike, why wouldn't we want a giant property? Because it's an undervalued business, and we need to fix the business and bring it up to speed and make it a performing business. Would you think it's easier to fix a 40-unit property or a 240-unit property? I'll let you think about that it's gonna be easier to fix that 40 unit property. You can do it quicker, Um, you can get into and and get to know the property much better. It it takes uh, a lot more skill and expertise and understanding and it may take longer to fix that one, right? Remember we're wanting to get in here, we're wanting to improve the business and then we're wanting to either borrow on the value of the business or sell that business. We'd rather do that in a one, two, three year time than a uh, five six seven eight year time right uh, so you can turn and fix a smaller apartment community faster than you can a larger apartment community so for me personally um, I've invested in some big ones and I've, I've learned I, I like to stay less than 250 uh, doors that's me personally you may be different um, now let's talk about something else I'd mentioned it earlier uh, let's talk about uh, first-time lead investor. That first-time lead investor, they may have all the skill in the world, but you are evaluating uh, an investment opportunity. You want to make sure this lead investor is not biting off more than he or sh- she can handle. What do I mean by that? Well, uh, a lead investor, you'd like to see them do the smaller property, right? The 10, 20, 30, 40-unit uh, property. As their first one right you're going to get in there and there's always some unexpected uh involved in running a business managing a business improving a business um i you don't necessarily i'm not saying don't but it's better uh than somebody this is the first time they've ever bought an apartment community and and here they are buying a, a 200 unit apartment community for me that's a little bit of a red flag I'd like to see those leads kind of start slow and then maybe their second property go up a little bigger their third property go bigger because now they have the skill set and the information they need uh, to do a much better uh, turn on that property right they're kind of learning as they go so that's just my pro tip we'll be right back and we'll continue discussing anatomy of apartment syndication
0: Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. There is a dream killer here somewhere today. You're gonna run into somebody that's gonna tell you this stuff doesn't work. Like Vinette said, it's a scam. This is probably a multi-level marketing program. Somebody is gonna tell you it doesn't work because you're the wrong race, the wrong age, the wrong sex, the wrong sexual preference, the something or other. And this is all set up so rich people can be successful and all you poor people can't. And if you believe that, they've won. But if you don't, you win.
1: Don't believe the dream killers. Start winning today with the Lifestyles Unlimited free workshop. Get the knowledge you need to replace your income in two to five years, and then find out how to take action. Register for the free online workshop at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com.
0: Creating the lifestyle you've always wanted. You're hearing Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor
1: Radio Show. Welcome back to the show. I'm Mike Harrison. We're talking about the anatomy of multi-family syndications, multi-family investments that we invest in, that we teach here at Lifestyles Unlimited. First time here in the show, Lifestyles Unlimited is an educational and mentoring group. We've got members in all 50 states. We've been around for over 30 years. Our lead investors have won lead investor of the year at all organizations, local apartment associations, state apartment associations, and national apartment association so what we teach works we have in our opinion the best investors in the country the most educated investors in the country we teach you how to operate these properties not just purchase them there's a lot of groups out there that'll well here's how you buy a property well uh, what are you gonna do with it once you have it I mean we focus on the operations we're buying businesses that are underperforming, right typical what you would call a class B or class C property, Class B or Class C. Workforce housing. We're looking for uh, property with good bones and a good location that uh, really uh, hasn't been taken care of. And we're going to go in and we're going to fix everything. Now, these investments, uh, how long, what's the, the time span of these investments? How long do they last? That varies. That information will be in the business plan. Okay. Uh, It is uh, essentially a plan that says, Hey, here's what we're looking to do in year one, year two, year three. They do have financial metrics in it. So every deal, every opportunity is different. I had, um, I have invested in one, and within 14 months, we hit our pro forma. Uh, that we were looking to hit and then exit the property and originally it was written up by the lead investor by the syndicator as a three-year hold well lo and behold he went in he fixed everything uh, made it clean and functional uh, was able to push the rents a little bit um, and just had that property running like a top it was a smaller property and he was in 14 months he said hey passive investors Look at what we've done in 14 months. We're hitting our pro forma uh, that we were expected to hit in year three. Uh, Why don't we have a vote and see if any of us are for selling the property? Well, we took a vote. Yes, I was able to make, uh, I believe, a 65% return on my investment in uh, 14 months, right? Basically one year. Yeah, I was happy to take my money out of that property, sell the property, and go put it into uh, another property or properties. So that's kind of how we keep it rolling. So uh, when you're talking lifespan, they can all be much different. I have another one that I invested in, in 2018. And the the plan, the forma plan at that time was to be an eight to 10 year hold. We still own that property. It cash flows every quarter. It is a great property. I knew the plan going in. It was a yield play, right? What is yield? Uh, remember, yield is a, a property that um, doesn't need as much um, repair, essentially, to the units or to the outside of the property, uh, needs some management, um, needs some, maybe some better uh, people running the property, that sort of thing. It wasn't planned to be an 8 to 10 year hold, and it looks like that's working out. Uh, I will tell you, most of these uh, investments that I see come across, um, they're written up to be a, a three to five year uh, play, right? Uh, that's, that's typical and in an initial strategy. Like I said, you, you may choose to change course, um, just opinion on performance and financial conditions, but that's going to be done by a vote from the lead investor we will put it out to the passive investors. Uh, We're part owners of the property, and and we'll take a vote, and and, uh, we'll let the chips fall where they may, right? Some people may say, no, I want to hold that property forever, and other people may say, no, it's time to get our money out, and and let's go look at some new opportunities. Also, the economy can affect the strategy, right? Bing, bing. Um, We're seeing a lot of that today. Uh, Interest rates uh, going up or going down will affect the strategy um, local growth, uh, local economics can affect the strategy. Well, Mike, what do you mean by that? Uh, I have a property that I invested in in Sherman, Texas. And if you know anything about Sherman, Texas, uh, there's a little company called Texas Instrument Instruments. And Texas Instruments, TI, right? Uh, they said, you know what? Sherman would be a great place for a chip plant. And why don't we spend $85 billion and build a chip plant there that's going to employ, my gosh, I don't know, 2,500, 3,000 people. Think about what the local economy is happening in Sherman, what's going on because of that that chip plant being there. That property, uh, we love that property. It is well-run, well-managed. It's in great shape. Uh, I'd like to continue. I have no desire to sell that property. It is uh, essentially, it's a golden goose and uh, gives me a nice golden egg every quarter. Um, Taxes and insurance can affect the performance of that uh, property, right? You can only kind of predict and write your business plan based on the information you have. And if suddenly property taxes are out of whack or insurance rates, if you have a coastal property, right, insurance rates uh, are getting very, very expensive. So, Keep that in mind um, when you're looking to invest in properties. Do you want to have uh, five of your investments all on the coast? Probably not. But the lead, you know, based on any of these changes, performance changes, market condition changes, what have you, if if he wants to change direction, uh, that lead will typically put it out as as a vote uh, for the passives um, to weigh in. That's the longevity of a deal. They can all be different. Um. How does one get in and out of one of these opportunities, right? Uh, Well, the short answer is you don't get out. You made a commitment to be a part owner of the property. Um, You have an obligation. Uh, I will tell you that if you um, have to get out or or wanna get out for whatever reason, you can always approach the lead, the syndicator, but every, every opportunity I see for the most part really they don't have to let you out. Okay. This is a business entity and you chose to buy into that. Uh, That information will be spelled out in the business plan, in the private placement memorandum. We call that the PPM for short. So that information, like how do you get out is going to be in there. But really the ones I see, they're addressing um, special circumstances, life, uh, you know, death, uh, divorce, Um, are addressed in there. Uh, There may be an opportunity if you want to get out. This is, it's very difficult. I'm not saying you could even get out. There may be an opportunity for another investor to buy your shares out um, at a discount, maybe at face value, but uh, really once you're in these, the the opportunity needs to go full cycle, the investment before you get out. I've got uh, investments in four different states, over 3,500 doors of cash flowing real estate. It is a wonderful, wonderful way to grow your wealth. It's a wonderful, wonderful way to create cash flow. Can you tell I'm passionate about being a passive investor? I get asked all the time, someone will say, well, Mike, I've got X amount. Should I go uh, buy single family houses or should I buy, invest in multifamily properties? If you have, ah, let me pull a number out, uh, 150000 or less, uh, you probably want to go houses, right? You can double your money quickly in houses, rapidly. And you can get that number up uh, $200,000, $300,000, 400000 and then you can come and begin uh, passive investing. It just makes more sense that way. There's not a hard and fast rule, but if you've got a question, send me an email, and I'd be happy to discuss it with you. Ask Mike at L-U-I-N-C dot com so uh, there may be somebody that invests as a passive investor and they say well i want to be a lead investor ultimately i'd I'd like to be a syndicator and put together my own syndication so i'm going to invest in these passive deals so i can learn more about it right so we'll call those people future syndicators or future deal sponsors now uh, another person who would be a candidate to invest passively um, i call them the couch investor Uh, these are people that uh, may or may not have the time to buy single family properties, but they just don't want to be involved, they don't want to be bothered, they're just like, look, I like your business plan, here's my $50,000, I'll happily invest with you, um, here's my address to send my returns, right? Well, actually, very few checks are mailed anymore, most of them are just automatically um, transferred and in, deposited into your account. So, if someone who doesn't want to be involved or bothered makes a great passive investor. Another person who makes a great passive investor, and we have a lot of these, people who are retired, people who are financially free. They're busy uh, with their passion in life. Now, the most important part of investing, we've hit all around it for the last, uh, essentially this show and the previous show. How do I get paid, Mike? How does the profit side of this investment work? Well... Essentially, it's that's the cash flow, right? That's the quarterly cash flow. So they don't pay monthly, they pay quarterly, after each quarter. Some uh, lead investors will pay you. I've got one that pays me literally uh, at the end of each quarter within a couple of days, boom, I get paid. I have another one. Uh, they reconcile their books they're a month behind on their, their book, Reconciliation, essentially for their business purposes, right? So they'll close out the month, and then three weeks later, uh, they may do their checks. That's the cash flow. So let's take that deep value play, though. Let's take that property I mentioned that does not have those quarterly dividends, right? It's the property. Uh, it's in the good location. Uh, it's in. It's got good bones, but it's going to take two years to fix this property and it's not going to cash flow in the meantime how do you get paid with that well that's when you improve that business right uh, I, I talked uh, about cap rates earlier in the show you improve the business maybe you're able to reposition and change that cap rate you bought it at a 10 uh, now it's an eight okay so the value has gone up you're going to go to the bank or you are first you're going to take a vote as a passive investor hey Here's the value of the business. We would like to refinance the business. We've improved the business, and we're paying out quarterly dividends now. Again, it may have gone as far as two years. Uh, we're going to go to the bank, and I know we bought this apartment community for $4 million. It's now worth six million. We're going to get another loan on this property. We're going to give everybody their initial 100% of their investment back or 50% or 75%, what have you. Well, you're taking out a supplemental loan on the new value of the business, and that is paid to the passives. Now, is that money taxable? No. Loans are 100% tax-free. So you reposition the business. The value has changed. You go to the bank, and you say, bank... Here's my, here's my books. Here's my trailing 12 months of this business. Here's what we've done to improve it. The bank's gonna look at that and go, you know what, you're right. That property is now worth 6.5 million. Uh, we originally loaned you 2 million of the four to purchase it. Uh, if you'd like to now take out a loan on the 6.5 million value, we'd be happy to do that. So uh, we do that often. That's called a supplemental loan. And then of course, when you sell the property, you get paid there on the new value as well. And we try to offset that capital gains portion with depreciation from our other properties. My name is Mike Harrison. I want you to remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle.